When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 51. Don't worry, guys. I know you thought we might have been gone forever after episode 50, but we had uh, we had some scheduling issues last week, but we are back. So what's we going done. on? I well, you we thought were you were done. done. You might have been. You were ready to kick in, throw in the towel, I think. Oh, he was thrilled. No, I mean you, Derek. Oh, me? No. Yeah. I, oh, I was done done. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was laid up done. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Fi- yeah, I'm, you feeling were, you better, were... I'm feeling better this week, but I'm not good. I, I think I'm going to be out of work for a little while. It's yeah. funny. A lot of people think I'm, uh, you know, kind of just trying to drag this no work thing out, but it's anything but that. I'm yeah. Th- I'm, I'm pretty dumb, but I'm not that dumb. But, um, yeah, it just it, it was the craziest thing. I think I was telling Paul yesterday, it, what shocked me was, like, how it happened. Like, nothing in particular major, ever right? happened. Yeah, like, it just woke up one day like that, and I'm like, it just, it's nerve-wracking to think that that can happen. I mean, something must have happened at some point along the way, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and this was, like, just something I couldn't even, you know, work through. It was, like, debilitating. Like, I couldn't even get out of bed, you know? I mean, I would get out of bed, but, you know, then if I was sitting down, I couldn't stand up. If I was standing up, I couldn't sit down. So and this was in your lower back, right? Yeah, just for anybody yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. following just, along yeah, on just, Instagram. Yeah, just right, right at the base of my spine. It wasn't like muscular, like my back wasn't sore, my upper back, nothing like that. And, um, you know, just to, you know, then it's, you know, a week to get an appointment. And, you know, mm. I got desperate and I was just like, I got to see somebody. So, you know, last week I got a couple injections in the base of my spine. And it's funny how many people reached out to me. Oh, my God, I've been dealing with this for 25 years. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God. I don't want to this, you know. And, um, you is know, it on only, one side of your back or is it, like, right It's more the, the right side. but It's right in the middle, but it's more right than left, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, and it, like I said, it's just, the strange part is it's just so, like, it's just so sore, like, you can't do anything. It's mm-hmm. not even a matter of, like, powering through it. It's just you, you can't do anything. And, um, you know, that's why I, I'm in the shop a lot, just kind of rummaging around and stuff like that because it's just I, I can't sit for long. I can't mm-hmm. drive. You know, I can drive a little bit, you know, and uh, and that sucks because I'm supposed to be doing a little bit of a road trip down to Pennsylvania the next weekend, and that's, like, up in the air. But, um, you know, I'll get through it. It'll be fine, yeah. you know, I'm sure, but it's just it, it's just a pain in the ass. It's just literally, it's just um, you know, it's just it's just tough to get answers from anybody, and um, you know, but yeah, nobody has out. answers. I mean, it's 
That's yeah, like I feel like ninety percent of people with back pain, you go in and they're like, oh, yeah. you know, we give you do yeah. a little bit of this, but nobody really tells you like yeah. this is gonna fix you. You gotta get some stem cells. Yeah. For real, go to Tijuana. I, I've been checking yeah. my I've been checking my shop. I'm totally out of stem cells. I don't. Uh, I have I yeah. think duplicates of everything down here except stem cells. I was gonna so. say you didn't find any in like the back corner <laughs> with the post vice and all the other bullshit that you I, have I down there. I found something I thought was a stem cell, but it wasn't. But um, no, it's just. But it's just funny. I'm just going through like the stuff. I I like opening up drawers and I'm like, oh Jesus, I forgot I even had this. And it's like, you know, just the the. The amount of stuff it just it's just ridiculous like those screw guns and it's funny because a lot of people like you know oh why would you use those it's like those things are you know 20 years old you know that's what people used to do back in the day like you know yeah they didn't use battery operated you know screw guns like that's what you use for drywall you know and mm-hmm. i remember i was doing a job once with a guy and he's like oh you have a you have a, do you have a screw gun for drywall and yeah. i was like I don't know. Like I just said, yes. I, I I've always used a small impact for drywall, yeah, like yeah. my or a drill. Yeah. So I show up at this job and he's like, "Where's your screw gun?" I'm like, "Here." And he's like, "No, that's not yeah, a screw did, gun." Yeah, he's like, "That's not stuff. a drywall gun." I'm like, well, yeah. "What the fuck do I How need a drywall gun for?" How do you use an impact for, for drywall? Hmm? How do you, you use an impact tip, for drywall? Oh, there's a dimpler. You put a, a, a dimpler on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole, yeah. the whole thing with drywall is like you just want the screws in as fast as you can. Yeah. But you can't sink the screw. You can't sink the screw too much, or else you break the paper. Break right? the paper, yeah. 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 You, a dimpler tip is a. It's like. Yeah, they make a special tip. It's, oh, it's basically the the Phillips tip sticks out like maybe oh. like a an eighth, so that when the there's a there's a, a collar around it, so that as oh. you're putting in the screw, the collar hits the drywall, and the 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 tip will basically just push itself away. But now, you know, now I have a collated screw gun, you know, like with the yeah. bandolier. Yeah, oh, I screws. got one of those too. Yeah. Yeah, that one which I'll is keep. like that's what you need you know but it, yeah i mean if you watch somebody that does it for a living oh my yeah. god it's crazy like they don't shut that thing off it just no. goes boom boom yeah you know, one I, after I the was, other i saw a tiktok video of some guy drywalling he had uh extension cord tape like strapped to his waistband on the back of him with a little router with a little like yep. bit yeah and yeah a holster, the drywall, and router. drywall gun yeah. in the mm-hmm. other hand and he was up on stilts and yeah. He was flying, flying through the dry. It's so crazy to watch Dude, them do they, it. it yeah. It's amazing because people think like you know they're measuring stuff. No guys that do it, they just cover the whole wall yep. and cut everything out and throw everything out. You know yep. the scraps. But when I first started doing construction, I used to work with this guy, and he would like was dead against screw guns. He hammered everything. Yeah. And this guy, his lips would be blue from the blue nails. He'd just have a mouthful of nails. And he could hammer that thing faster than you could screw it. It was unbelievable. He literally would pull it out of his mouth, set it once, boom, drive it one shot. Just it was amazing to watch this guy just just swinging his hammer like one shot. But um, I worked with a guy. They they would they would nail the edges of all their drywall and then screw the field. And it was like we were doing a basement. I'm like, cause cause so like the screws will break the edge of the paper, and they say it'll cause more cracks. But now you got fiber tape. You know, like it's not the same. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, yeah, it's a different game now. And I'm like, uh, and and also too, like screws hold drywall to the ceiling better than nails do. Oh yeah. I I don't give a shit who you (laughs) are. Yeah. And and we're like the guys arguing. It's and it's so much harder to nail Dude, I was gonna drywall say, overhead. Ever tried to nail drywall oh, to a ceiling? Oh, it sucks. It sucks. And I'm yeah. like fighting with this dude. I'm like, guy, like, like you know, 
this is just a waste of all of our time. Yeah. You know, like I understand this Dude, is the you way you do things. So many holes in the ceiling. If you're oh. trying to nail it, I, I remember when I first started, man. Every like corner, I'd break it like in the corner. Mm -hmm. It'd just be the guy yeah. I work with. He hated me. He just hated <laughs> me so much. it's just so much work you make for yourself. You know, and that's it's just, so funny. And then I would just load up the, the the joint compound. That's like the other thing. Like now they got fast dry joint mm -hmm. compound. Like back then, it was just you know you mixed it. You came dry in a bag. You know it was just yeah. not. But um, oh, know, the good old funny. days. Oh yeah. I yeah, would still. I hate. Time. I hate painting so much that I would drywall. I, I think the two things yeah. I hate are painting and drywall. But I would drywall yeah. every day before I would become a painter. Really? I, oh, I could never so become much. a painter. Forget that. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not stoned enough to be a painter. That's always yeah. what I said. I, I, I don't you need mind to be painting. More I, I I hate the prepping for painting. You yeah. Know, paint, I'm a I'm a good painter. Like I don't tape anything. I don't have to do that. And, but um, Can't yeah. Just it. all that sucks. And, and actually, a couple people messaged me. They're like, "Well, when are you ever gonna drywall again?" It's like I used to do a lot of this stuff. But like mm -hmm. part of me thinks like like. I have like two rooms in my house I should probably do over. Yeah, and know, also too, eventually you're gonna like, get a new house, right? You're gonna move no, or you're gonna I buy a, a house, shop I will, or a house. I am, I'm not touching a thing. If <laughs> I cannot buy a house that I, I don't even want to have to paint it. I'll change yeah. like the doormat going into something. Other than that, I'm done. I'm not doing the thing. I'm, I'm past that. It, it just, I, there's you. no way I could. It just wouldn't be worth it, you know? Yeah. It just, um, I don't know. It just wouldn't be worth it to do, but can't yeah, do that's it. My story, and I'm sticking to it. So, yeah, we'll see but, you. Uh, you'll see you in a new basement someday, uh, drywall. <laughs> I'm just like, no, <laughs> please no. But uh, I, I just like that would be my worst fear, is to like move out of here and and just have to like do work to a new house. I just mm -hmm. I look at this house. I need so much work done here, and even bring myself to do that you know i got mm -hmm. i i have this post out front that needs to be like fixed it's got like some rotted wood and i go i get the total boat has sent me the two pot like wood rot stuff and mm -hmm. i'm like they're, they're, you know it's what? like a converter yeah it, yeah i'm like i'll do this another time i'm like it was a perfect day out yesterday it was like 75 out dry mm -hmm. it's like when, when, when am i gonna do it you know it's just i just don't want to do anything anymore you know so <laughs> That's my story. I'm That's how I feel about my age. house, but I haven't finished a lot of things on my house, so... Yeah, uh, you know. yeah. Well, it's hard. Such like, once you live in it, it, it's so hard. Like, we... I have... Like, my third floor, we ripped out the rug in the hallway because the dog decided to use it as a toilet. Nice. And uh. so, that's that. <laughs> Lovely. And then, yeah. And then... So, there's no... Nothing on the floor. And then, my bedroom needs a new floor. But it's like trying to explain to my wife like where are you putting this king size bed like you know what i mean like the other rooms up here they need to be done too so now we're going to play like musical rooms and we're going to go from one room to the other it just it, it just mentally I, i'm like i'm so checked out i was just like i can't do that you know i don't know how I, like maybe when we move out we could do it or something i don't i don't know go live somewhere else for a while yeah it, it, but then, like, do I pay somebody to move everything? I'm not moving everything. Mm -hmm. My kids aren't going to help me. You know, it's like, yeah. So, but they're, they're going to be gone in the fall. They're, everybody will be back in school or just out of the house. So, you know, maybe then we could do it. But you could be empty nesting. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't wait. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. I've been waiting 24 years for this. 
Thanks <laughs> 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 go to those who wait. No, I love no. my kids, but they they gotta go. They That's gotta a, go. one of my posts I wrote. Somebody wrote like, "What's your favorite something?" I forget what it was. I said like, "Kids, they're all my favorite." But at some point, you know, you gotta let them go. You'll see. Oh, that's You'll hysterical. see. Yeah, I know. One of these Paul, days. Paul's mother's like the exception. She never wants to Paul to leave. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Most I think parents want them gone. My mom like wants us gone, but at the same time, like as soon as I get ten feet away, she's like, oh, "I need. I have like ten things I need for you to do." I'm like, "Great." Yeah. I'm like, "So what happens when I like move far away?" Yeah. She can just call me and complain about it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. That's right. That's why I want my, my first daughter, that's why she moved far away, because it's mm-hmm. like they just don't want to be close by. <laughs> you get dragged into everything. <laughs> um, yeah. What have you guys been so, up to? Well, Paul, do you want to talk about what you what yeah. you just bought, or are we saving that for next no, time? No, I'll talk about it. So Paul, Paul had an exciting day yesterday. It. Exciting day. I went down to Chris's shop. Um, to go purchase a he had he was there was some mopping that needed to be done yeah. and some water to be removed so be- before you get to that did you physically go in the shop I did it was it was a challenge I had to jump over I had to you know <laughs> well he said what you say it's like a world war one trench yeah I said it's like yeah. Yeah. Two two layers layers trenches. Of sandbags yeah, yeah. Holes. the shop actually isn't that bad it was in pretty good shape no it was clean but it is packed I know that's it's what Louis bad. said he's like holy shit <laughs> he doesn't even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna but, do so I went down with my friend Louis who knows everything about cars and we went and checked out this um 19 i thought it was a 51 i thought it was a fi- i couldn't because i don't know what i'm talking about i thought it was a 51 <laughs> f100 ford because of the grill i guess uh-huh. 51s and 52s have that same grill but it says on the title it's a 53 but it's an f3 um but it has that grill which i like better it's my favorite ford grill um, so it's like a little bigger truck. It's got an eight-foot bed. Um, it's in really good condition. The cab is in great condition. The frame's perfect. It's not rusted. It came from California. Got did you bring it home, or did you no. bring it on the trailer, or is I, it still down there? It's or? still there. We, I got some of the, like, small parts that he had, like the extra parts. And I'm going to yeah. go maybe, like, Monday or Tuesday, Chris, and... and but um, not, not, tom- not, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next Monday. Yeah, 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 next Monday. Um we're going to go down with the trailer, grab the extra motors, grab the truck, and bring it back. Um, and then I guess I'll start working on it. Louis said he wants to get it running just to see if the motor fires up, and then we'll take the whole thing off the frame, sandblast the frame, powder coat it. I got to nice. do something with the bed because, like I was telling you guys, the beds, I don't know if it's worth – I don't think you could really fix it because the, the mm. bed rails. But those are, like, literally two or three panels that you can buy yeah, online. Yeah, yeah it's amazing that they have everything. Have. Like yeah. if you go on all these different websites, they reproduce every single panel, cabs, fenders, bed rails, the steps. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So there's no shortage of parts for these trucks. Yeah, that's um, why when Jimmy was doing the work on his truck, like he just was ordering everything online. Yeah. You know, that was newer but still it's an older truck and yeah. you know they just they just stamp it all out. It's amazing what you can get. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, it worked out good. So the, yeah. the backstory is my next door neighbor here at the shop is uh, he's more like a like a Porsche aficionado. He's a Porsche collector, and he's got. I don't remember. Maybe he talked to you, Paul, about the one that's in his garage. What's a 927? Is that what it was? Oh, shit. I don't even know. He has a very rare Porsche. It's not, like, particularly beautiful. No. I mean, it's a nice-looking car, but it's not the typical Porsche shape that everyone thinks of when they think of, like, a 911. I feel like it's that Porsche that was kind of, like, known as – well, I don't even I, – I might be wrong on this, but there's some Porsches that are kind of, like, like, not shitty, but, like, they weren't like super expensive mm-hmm. but he was saying there's something different about this one like it's got a much bigger motor it's like a special yeah. edition of that model i forget what the model was he was told like me there were only four thousand made and there's only a thousand left like in existence yeah so it's got to yeah. be big money it's super rare and yeah. so but he has a bunch of beautiful like 911s that are like yeah. gorgeous like dream porsches so anyway a couple of years ago he bought bought this farm truck and uh, the story that he told me, and is the same story I, I think he told you guys, you know, he, he has sons that don't care about the Porsches at all. Like he says, he's like, I have these like That's race cars, we have quads. He goes, my kids don't care about them at all. He goes, we went out to Montauk, and we see this old farm truck, and the kids like wouldn't stop talking about it. He, they like loved it. They loved the old farm trucks. They thought they were so cool. He's like, so I found this one on eBay. He bought it. He figured him and his kids were going to work on it together. But then his kids got a little older. They got into like sports, so... It's been sitting basically like within view of my shop door for, I don't know, four years since he bought it. And every time Paul comes down, he asks me about it. And I finally asked the neighbor and the neighbor said, you know what, you know, I would sell it. And I kind of gave him a little bit of Paul's story. I, you know, told him he was like a young guy like me. He was going to restore it. It was, you know, something that he'd he'd wanted and that he was going to do it right. And he was like, all right, like, you know, tell him I would tell him I would sell it. So. It just happened to work out. It was perfect when yeah, you got to, and the, and I, I trust the guy. He's like a super nice guy. And, yeah. Um, and like what I was saying to Paul was, you could tell that the restoration he was going to do was going to be the right restoration. So he bought the right shit. You know, like yeah. he, whatever he parts he gave you were like the right thing. So he's I excited. He he, those... He's excited to see it done. He wants. He told yeah. me he wants to. Uh, he wants to keep track of it. And yeah. I said, yeah. I said one day I'm sure he'll. He'll uh, it get it finished, and he'll bring it down, and you can see it. And uh, He actually sent me videos of it running. Paul, I just sent one yeah. to you. Because oh, cool. he did get it running, but he only got it running off of, like, a funnel putting fuel into the carb because the, uh, he had to replace the gas tank. But it sounds good in the video. I don't know. It's yeah. you know, I'm excited to see you get started on that's it, Paul. Cool. That's going to be a really – that'll be a, a vehicle you have for the rest of your life. I mean, like, yeah, I know. You, know, you and your dad it. will be able to work on that. And yeah. He can watch. You can watch, yeah. You can come check it out for a couple minutes and he can run to before, the yeah, before he gets hurt. Yeah. yeah. He, he can go yeah. get lunch and stuff like that. He can push it if it ever breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm super No, I'm excited, excited for you, man. That's 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 really cool and it's it'll be uh it'll be weird not to see it in my I know, driveway. Right? <laughs> I didn't even know why I never looked at it closer. I'm like I just kinda I always looked at it, I'm like, huh, I wonder what that is and I never bothered to like look under the tarp and then when you had your your open house i'm like you know what let me look at this freaking thing and i saw that grill i'm like oh my god this is this is the one i want and louis had this exact truck well not this exact he had an f100 i think which is like Mm -hmm. slightly smaller but same flathead motor he's worked on a bunch of flatheads before um but those are pretty cool like how they work like i don't know if you guys have ever like researched like the ford flathead motors they're really interesting 
they're basically like big lawnmower engines. <laughs> like they're super yeah. simple. And um, yeah, you were explaining it. Like the valves yeah. are like down in in the block. It's literally the heads are just just one piece of like cast iron. There's like nothing in them, you know. So like the exhaust and the fuel like it's got to go up and around and then down into the cylinder. Um, so they're not like super efficient or powerful, but they're really simple to work on and they're like a classic hot rod engine like people do stuff to them to like bump up the compression and like the stroke and they bore them out and they put like these crazy carburetors on them but um i think just be being cool. able to drive it down the road would be a that's sufficient. all i'm looking for i'm not trying to do anything yeah. to it that's like what like i it. say to matt like they take their harley motors and port them and this and then, yeah, and then they blow them up i'm like dude you just spent yeah. like six thousand dollars to get to your motor up. like yeah. you know just so that you can like you know slip on like a, a wet piece of pavement <laughs> and over rev it and just blow it like yeah. boom great i'm not interested in it's plus the things like it's 70 years old like what am i it gonna do have like, to go some, fast yeah like louis friend has like a 383 stroker he's like oh you want to put it in there and louis like are you crazy he's like it'll twist the frame like it's some crazy motor he spent like fifteen thousand dollars on I'm like yeah, yeah i don't think so i just want this thing to function i'm not trying to like peel out and like you know you like drag race this thing, you know? Come on, dude! It'll be like grease lightning. You could like, you know, paint flames on the side of it. No, I can't do that. I gotta pick a color though. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to like figure out what I want to paint it. He sent me a picture. Uh, Constantine sent me a picture of what he was gonna do to it. Um, he was gonna go. He had it was a, a blue blue body with blue wheels and a white grill. Really? It was pretty That's cool. Kinda, like navy blue. Yeah, I'll send. I'm gonna send that's you guys. That's what my neighbor had. I was yeah. thinking of that. Maybe like a nice navy blue. Is yeah. that six volt or twelve volt? He's. It's already converted to twelve volt, which is good. Yeah. Because nice. my neighbor, he had one. He had a six volt. But yeah. It's, uh, but it, so is that the same one? Like the what's his name? Trent has the. Says the He's got one. a fifty. His might be a fifty three, but it's got a different grill because mine's an F three. Mm-hmm. I think his is an F100 with a different grill, but he put it on like a 19, like 98, like Chevy Silverado. Suburban or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's on a totally like more modern chassis with a modern mm-hmm. engine and stuff, which is mm-hmm. cool. Like, like now since this one has all the original shit, like I wouldn't want to ever do that. I'd want to try and keep it as original. This is really cool. His is beautiful. Yeah. Like it's really he, nice. He, he just commented on one of my posts and we had been talking back and forth and it was just funny like I was surprised like never thought in a million years he'd look at one of my posts like just I just I just thought it was funny like he actually knew who I was but um it was he um I I record every Sunday the uh, Sunday morning news mm-hmm. and he was on it on Father's Day Oh no! stuff. Yeah, but I was away, so I missed it. I only record that one, and then it just deletes it because I don't want to have a hundred of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just went back and watched it and stuff. And like the story behind his book and stuff, it, it's unbelievable. It's it's really yeah. a, it's really a, a cool backstory. So did you guys uh, listen to? Um, he was on Chris and Roy's uh, podcast. Oh, um, shit, that's right. It was the first podcast that Trent was ever on was theirs. Oh, wow. And it was, like, right when the book was coming out, and he talked about the book. And, yeah, um, yeah. and Trent sent me a copy of the book, but I haven't even had a chance to 
read it or open it, but I know the audiobook just came out, so I just downloaded it's the so audiobook because I, I want to listen to it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask him about the book, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to read it. I'm never going to uh, read I, it. I mean, I'll, I'm, never, I'm, I'll never pick it up. I'm honored that I have a signed copy yeah. from him, and yeah. uh, it'll be something that I'm sure I'll have on my shelf forever. But yeah. I won't. I just can't read yeah. it. I can't yeah. read. I used to love so. reading, but I, yeah, I used to love reading, but I just, I just don't have time. But, but I'm like, very excited for the audio book. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Shout out to amazing. Trent Fresler. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, just those canoes, like it's like. And, like, to think, like, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Right. Like, that's the – it's so crazy. Right. I know. You know, it's, like, one thing to have, like, basic skills and, like, bump them up a level, but Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I want to try to build one. I want to be, like – want to see – maybe I'll make a little tiny one. So I could imagine I'd be, like, like anyway, I could – Yeah, I could never fit it out of But the, then make the, the thumbnail mats. you in it, you know, yeah. and then, like, the video will just be, like – yeah. I want to make a. I want to reach out to the company that does the the boats that Trent and uh, Jimmy had done and do one of their kayaks. Yeah. I really want to do a, a cedar strip kayak. I think because yeah. I would never like one. where I live. I would never have a canoe. Like I'd be fucking yeah. upside down. It'd be like this great moment of me being like, "Wow, I'm in my canoe," and then two seconds later, I'd be upside down, like clinging yeah. to life. So uh, it'd be cool I would to do like a kayak. To do one. I'd like yeah. to do one just to try it, but like I said, I, I don't have room in my shop, obviously, to do it, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, my neighbor did one, and same thing, like, he had some basic skills and stuff, mm-hmm. but this came out, like, beautiful, and then when he was just about done with it, he, one of his dogs, he, uh, he did, like, a dog rescue oh, for Huskies, oh, and, um, and he literally took the, the picture of the Husky, he carved the head, uh-huh. and and built dude i'm like looking at it i'm like it's like the most amazing thing i've ever seen i was like like you just cop that on a whim like it's wow. almost like he was goofing with me it, it's just it's the most beautiful thing and he bring, brought it to a show he won like like best in show and it, like guys never built anything look like that you know wow um, yeah some people just i don't know they have like just talents but i i, I just don't think i have the patience for it Mm. I like everything that like Trent does, like from his yeah. house to his car. Oh yeah, yeah. he's got a great design aesthetic. The fences, yeah. he, like just everything yeah. is perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. cool. I just don't have that in me. I wish I did. Like you yeah, know, I, I, I gotta like do my back haul over, and I'm looking at it. It's like the plaster's hanging off the wall. I'm like, oh fuck. Just caulk it. Just yeah. caulk it. It'll yeah, be fine. It's just like I want to just like put vinyl over it or something. Just something so it's like doesn't keep falling i'm like i can't deal with this <laughs> you know some people would be like putting up the original beadboard again and i'm like i just i don't know i wish i had that that gene or that i don't know what they call it but. macklin and i like talk about you know there's a bunch of houses in seacliff where um the story is that like you know when houses were cheap friends like carpenters that lived in the area would all go in and buy a house together and they would live in it and they would just restore the house at their own pace on their free time and then they would sell the house and then split the profit but that was like when you could afford to yeah first of all buy a house and then take your time like but that's why so many houses in sequel have unbelievable decorative details and he always talks about how like because he you know, and, and I think most people that have like the carpentry kind of skill is you don't you have the skill and you have the desire, but you never have the time to do yeah. the job that you want to do. 
even if the client says take as long as you want, there's still a limit of expectation. So like he always talks about how like he wishes he could just have the time to just do the work that he wants, like make giant decorative corbels for a deck mm. and, you know, buy mahogany and do an intricate railing, but there's no time or budget ever to do that. So yeah. it's like I feel like that time in history is like just gone. Unless you buy something in like East Durham and then you yeah. take your time restoring it. You know, and there are some houses up there when him and I were up there for the oh, timber framing thing, you know, with those, you know, there are houses up in that area with those huge wooden, you know, hand-turned fluted columns and yeah. places that are just being reclaimed by the earth and no one cares about. And like, I you know, know, and what's crazy is that now I was telling him when we were up there, like with YouTube, like you literally could invest in one of those houses and just do that and make it cinematic and people will follow it. Yeah. and watch it and you probably could make it really profitable i mean look at the guy who did the boat in his front yard the one yeah. that jimmy's always posting about the uh what's the name of the boat they just uh, they just put yeah, it in they the just water mo- yeah the, the, oh I was what's it called tally ho or something yeah, like yeah, that they did, they, did they put it in the water i know i they thought moved they or it. they moved they it moved they moved it, it yeah, maybe yeah, to a dry dock na- yeah the neighbor was complaining yeah i've been watching that since like the beginning yeah i don't Paul, do you know what we're talking about no. These guys did like they 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 resurrected yeah a British like boat from the 1700s like a, a huge oh, wooden a vessel Maybe in I their front yard. Jimmy like went that. and like hung out with them or something like that. Yeah, um, they, I wow. think the kid came to Connecticut or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. But um, yeah, I've been watching that like from the beginning, and it, it's it's, yeah, it's amazing. It the kid takes like this. Four like years he, he's been working on it. Yeah, he wow. took a, a huge beam of, like, Purple Hot, like, for mm-hmm. the main beam on the bottom. Whoa. And it's like, you know, it, it was, like, crazy. It was, like, 12 inches by, like, 24. Like, and he's, like, planing it down. And it just, it, it's unbelievable the scale of what they're doing. And it, like, comes yeah. out perfect. And he's, like, a boat builder from England or something like that. And mm-hmm. it, it just... It's amazing to watch like how they do it and you know how precise everything is and how much of a pain in the ass it is. Like, oh, dude, started, it's crazy. He, he had to like lay it all out on the floor, like with these sticks and everything, to get mm-hmm. the curves right. It was like it, it was like he basically mapped every point of the boat. It was just just so crazy. How how big is the boat? Huge. It's, it's big. It's like, like forty like, feet. No, no, like hundred. hundred. I think it's. A, I just sent you guys. Yeah. A, so he just yard? he just put yeah. out. It's it's in his, it's in, like in his driveway. He just put out a video documenting the last four years of the build, and the Hold beams the like you can't understand. I just sent Tally it to you guys Hull. in the group chat. You can't yeah. you can't Holy understand shit. the scale of this. Yeah. Um, the, the neighbors were complaining, so he ended up having to move. He built a structure over it. Like two weeks ago, he was trying to fix the lead keel. And they re-poured the lead, and it mm-hmm. ended up breaking. Yeah. And, um, oh, it just, the lead went everywhere. Like, they had it contained because they, in case it did do that, but it's just the shit this kid does. It's like, holy And then what's shit, his plan dude. to move it? Get a heavy haul truck or something? And yeah, not, it? well, they, yeah. They, 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 the neighbors took him to court, and he lost. Like, <laughs> they broke his balls every inch of the way. Like, he was getting, um, like, um, Patreon, and then because he was getting Patreon, it was like a paid thing, and... Made so it into a, try to a claim business. it was a business. Yeah, yeah so it got yeah, real ugly. Asshole. And I, ca- I could kind of see the neighbor's point because when you look at it, it looks like it's in a backyard, but from other yeah. scenes, it's almost like it's the side. And I like would be kind of pissed, too. Help. 
Well, people come and help, so there's like people in and out, and, and I can see both sides of it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it probably looks like one of those projects that will be there forever, you know? It's not yeah. it, it's not going away in a year, you know? He's already into it for four years. My, my neighbor was building Noah's Ark next door to me. Yeah. I would be like, what yeah. the hell? He's up making noise. There's this big monstrosity, like, yeah. next to my and house. Yeah, and if it's going to yeah. be a like, year, it's like, okay, but, oh like, this God. has been four years. This and, like, just the, just the hull is, like, done. He built know? a building and, around it. Yeah. It's huge. Oh, yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Oh my but god! It just shows you though. It, it just um you know it, it shows you though like when people get interested in something, and um they mm-hmm. want to support you and it, it's um it's funny I had done a little post the other day and I was saying that because like I still get like shocked like when I think about it I'm at like sixty five hundred followers and stuff, which is a lot for me but it's like. You know, I have, I, I got more people this week to support me on Patreon, and it's like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, these are strangers. Like, that's what made me think about it. My top patron dumped me, which I was kind of waiting for it because, I mean, honestly, the guy was giving me 20 bucks a week. I have no idea who it is. 20 bucks I, a week? Or a month. I mean, a month, a month, a month, a month, oh. I mean, 20 a month, right? Holy shit. Um, yeah. I Still, dude, say. 20 a month? Twenty a month is is ridiculous. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a I lot. don't even know the guy. Right? That's a lot. So yeah. after three months, I send them something. I can't get in touch with this guy, and I feel horrible because I feel like he did it for like five months, and it's like it's like that's a lot of money for a stranger to give me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to say thank you to the guy. So like I was thinking about it, and it just like you know it made me feel grateful because it's like it, it just. You know, I don't know the guy's situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then today on the news, they were showing this, like, it wasn't Gary V, thank God, but it was some motivational speaker who's at the Atlanta <laughs> airport, and he's having lunch, and this guy's playing the piano. And um, older guy, and he, um, you know, they just start chit-chatting. He's like, man, the music was beautiful. It just really, you know, made me feel great, made my day. And so his buddy starts talking to the guy. The guy's like, yeah, he goes, I get up every morning. I got to... Um, go travel four hours i get dialysis then i come here play the piano and stuff so they felt really bad they're like wow this guy's busting his ass working for this he's like let's do something nice with him. so he goes on his instagram live he's like let's just raise some money for this guy to help him out right so while they're having lunch they raise the guy 10 grand they go over there they're like hey we just raised ten thousand dollars we're going to give you 2500 now we'll send you the rest and the guy's just like floored he's like I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because I just enjoy it. Yeah. They end up raising when it just showed it. They raised over a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for this guy, right? And it's 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 nuts. It's like it just shows you like when people give a shit and mm-hmm. like group up. It, it's yeah. amazing. Like they, there's nothing you can't do. And like you're saying, like that that boat, the, the kid with the tally ho there, that thing's got to cost, I can't even imagine what oh it's costing God. him to oh, build yeah. that thing, you know, and, uh, you know, but people, you know, su- support you, you know, like if they yeah. believe in you and they care, they'll support you, you know, and, and it is, yeah. it, it just, I, I was just real grateful about it because it just, you know, like I was thinking like, you know, and I even said it in the thing, you know, I made those ornaments and I'm like, what if I made these and nobody bought one? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how would I feel? Like, you know, would I feel embarrassed? You know what I mean? Like, it, but it, that wasn't the case. But 
you know, it just it was just nice to see, you know, people yeah. doing the right thing by this guy. But, you know, yeah. people are interested in stuff like that. And I get mm-hmm. more comments that people are like, you know, hey, I have a desk job. I just love watching you in your shop. It's like my entertainment. I feel like it's my shop, you know. Yeah. And so it's fun. And I people just want they watch now. the show. They follow, you know, it's yeah. a show. And that's I was talking I about it the other bad. night with some people here because uh, Sam DIY Huntress and Justin yeah. Maybe and Brandy Obey were here and we were talking about like it's it's the show right like you're yeah. producing a show for yeah. for people to watch and I wanna I wanna just take a second and, and Derek I want you to finish your thought but while yeah. on the topic of supporting people um, everybody knows our friend Steve Pellegrino. Uh, the knife maker and anybody that doesn't so like a week ago steve was in a completely unbelievable car accident where a tree branch fell through the skylight of his car while him and his girlfriend or fiance were driving he has a fractured uh vertebrae in his spine he can't work for weeks so if anybody hasn't already uh there's a gofundme set up for steve and his partner ray and they've raised about seventeen thousand dollars, but you know Steve's not going to be able to work. I mean, he's yeah, he's a knife maker. He supports himself with that. I don't know if he has health insurance or not, but um, anybody that has you know any ability to help Steve out, I'm going to leave a link to the GoFundMe in the show notes mm-hmm. of this episode, and just go and drop anything that you can in there. I'm going to put together some stuff here that I can like kind of like auction off on my Instagram. Just like a bunch of shirts and a hat and like just my random shit, um, and all the money's gonna go to to Steve and his partner. So, uh, on the topic of supporting, just keep that in mind that uh, Steve is a helpful guy yeah. and he's a he's a good dude and he definitely could use our help for something that was completely completely, you know, could happen to anybody. Like talk about the odds of no, that, that happening. That's what scared me about my back thing. Like this mm-hmm. was like so out of the blue. It was like. Like, if I didn't have insurance and I was, like, dependent on this, like, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, that that's scary that something yeah. could happen that fast and change your life, you know? And yeah, he's in a neck brace, and, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but he posted the CAT scan of the fracture in his vertebrae. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it, it looks like a fucking broken egg. It's like, Cracked, yeah. yeah. And I texted him, I was like, holy shit, dude. And he was like, yeah, the doctor said it'll heal on its own, but I just can't do anything. Yeah. So, like, what do you what do you do? The problem is, too, it's not like it's a broken arm and it's going to heal and he'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to have neck issues forever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, you know, it, it, it just it you know, affects too, right? so many things. And then yeah. it's like, depending on neck. where it is, it, it's, it's, it could affect Angela his, told me it's, it's like up shit. here. Do you know what like, number dude, it, it is? Well, C6. It, it, yeah, it's so that something... affects your hands because yeah. the nerves for your hands go through that one. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been like, paralyzed his whole body. He's yeah. lucky that he's not paralyzed, but oh my god! At the, you know, it's like you know now he has to sit around in a neck brace and think about you know what the fuck he's gonna do. So any and all will be helpful for Steve, and Steve hasn't asked anybody for anything. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's not like he's sending out texts like, "Hey guys, help me raise money." Um, I don't think he would ever do that, but no. he deserves all of our help. So yeah. Um, yeah whatever anybody can do yeah it's fucked up yeah he's such a good guy and like i said it just man it's just talk about life changing quick Mm -hmm. you know it just it's it's scary but no it just um you know like i said i i just wanted to finish and say you know the whole time i was in new york people were so supportive of me saying oh we love what you're doing Mm -hmm. you know keep please posting and i knew i wasn't putting out anything worth any content you know 
and then I get home and I'm like, oh, as soon as I get home, I'm going to hit the ground running. And then this kind of happens and I feel bad. You know, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I owe people something, you know, because it's like, you know, people are busy. People don't want to see me, you know, cleaning out, you know, tools out of drawers and stuff. But no, but they do because then it motivates them. They're like, oh, I got to, yeah. like, start cleaning stuff out. Because <laughs> that when I saw your thing, I was like, man, I got a lot of corners like that. Yeah, I got a just, lot of corners with just like, random just shit. Stupid. It made just, me happy to see you like going through because I know you have a bunch of reorganizing to do for some yeah. new stuff that you got, and it's like I'm like, all right, he's doing it. I was like psyched when I saw that you were working yeah, on and, it. But the part that kills me, it's like I have like I'm working at it now, and I just get so overwhelmed. Like I have so <laughs> much wood, it's like decent wood, and you know somebody <laughs> said just make stuff with it and get rid of it that way. But it's yeah. like I, I, it's that's not going to happen. But I have yeah. like like bundles of like wooden balusters right and i'm like nobody's gonna use those like right. they're, they're they're outdoor i believe but they're like um you know it's but they're not fancy they're just for you know four-sided but it's like what am i gonna do with those like you mm -hmm. know they're not really good for anything and it's you know i mean you can make something with them but i'm like you know everybody uses vinyl like outside and so you're not going to use them for that support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about as one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mentioned to a buddy of mine that's got a, a welding place here, the welding supply place, because I know he's got like a little extra room there. But I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to get involved with that. You know, I, I get, you know, college tuitions I should be paying towards. And, you know, if I could make more money doing it, maybe. But just right now, I think if I could just, you know, restructure what I have here and, and be more efficient here. You know, I have a bandsaw I'm getting rid of. And, um, it just, I just got to make some room here. You know, I think I have the room. I just have to utilize it, so. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, you've already, I mean, think about when you were buying the CNC. Like, yeah. I remember the conversations when you were like, I found this CNC, I'm going to buy it. And it was like, could you, I, yeah. I feel like a year before that, you never, you would have yeah. laughed if I said, hey, there's yeah. going to be a 4 by 8 CNC in your basement. You would have been like, I yeah, know. okay. Whose basement? This thing's in here. I love yeah. It. It's funny because I was thinking of maybe making it like a four by four, 
and you know Bernie Solo no. he had mentioned that. But it's like you could use it just as good as a four by four. You know, like if you had something long, you could just have it hang out. And then I was thinking maybe I make it like a, a four by five, and then I could put my um, you know the fourth axis in it and stuff. But I'm like, you know what? The amount of work to do that. Like to limit just, your machine. Yeah, Man. it's just it, yeah. That, like I'm saying, I'm gonna gain a couple feet, and it's gonna it would take me forever to take this thing apart. You know what yeah. I mean? To reconfigure it. Like it's not as simple as just you know. It, it's, it's like Legos. It's gotta, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be all taken apart, reassembled. Mm -hmm. It's just you know what. My back hall will be replastered before I do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it's good having a four by eight. I mean, you know. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's it's nice having the room on it. I get plenty yeah. of storage for stuff, glue ups. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, but. even my CNC, it's only two by four, and when it's not being used, it's like where I work on my laptop. Yeah, like I stand there, and then I'm like, ah, yeah. shit, I gotta yeah, move it's it. It's a great flat yeah. spot. It's but. Like, you know. That's what I've been working on just to transition back to that. I've been uh, I've been teasing it, and I just posted it on my Instagram, but I've been working on the solid aluminum guitar. Shout yeah. out to Luke Smith, who did all the fusion work for me um, yeah. and figured out how to do adaptive cutting and clearing, and I'm amazed at Whatever how that, that machine... Dude, the machine is handling the aluminum, like, as mm. hard, and because cause the yeah. whole thing was I made toolpaths in Vectric, and they were 13 hours each toolpath. Yeah. Yeah. He got it down yeah. to an hour and a half to do the yeah. whole thing. What, the, what was the difference? Well, so Fusion does what's of... called adaptive clearing. So, like, uh -huh. it will ramp up. So, it'll do, like, it'll go in fast and then it'll slow down. And it just it just is a more effective clearing. Uh, like, okay. Vectric isn't made for that kind of work. So, I was just going to let it, like, take its time. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I let it run all day. Mm. But Luke was like, no, we could do it way better, yada, yada. So, he worked on it. And, I mean, this thing is flying through this mm. aluminum like yeah. cutting pockets that like you see on like real yeah. like cnc machines like and it's yeah. encouraged me like you could make motorcycle parts on this like all day wow. long. like and and the way the craziest part is that all they did was super glue the aluminum down to the table there's no yeah. clamps wow. like it's just glued yeah. to the table yeah and the you know there's well, some chatter you but the right you know speeds and everything yeah it's it's amazing what you can do with it it, it just it really is yeah and there's some chatter and the, and you know people commented on my last post about it like oh you could you know you could have done this and you'd get a better that and like I, you know can the people stop point, like enough oh like, my god and, and it's like did i ask in the thing did i ask yeah. in the post like hey could anybody yeah. give me tips on how i could yeah. get a better surface finish like i could give a fuck about the surface finish it's just the fact that I'm making a guitar out of a billet of aluminum is that's yeah. the that's the goal here. Well, that's the, the key. The guy, I think you mentioned him once before. Breaking Taps, I think his um, channel is. It, it's um, maybe it, he does he does a lot of like I think he's got an avid and I, uh, he does a lot of um, like aluminum stuff and he'll like machine a piece and he'll be like, okay, this is this end mill at this yes. speed and this yep. speed, right? And he'll do it four different ways. In some ways, it's got, like, a beautiful finish. Some, it's, like, a good finish, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it shows you, like, you might cut it that way. I might cut it this way. We both got the same result. Like, your yep. finish might have been a little bit different looking or whatever. But yeah. it is amazing how different you can, like, you know, feed the stuff through there and get it to cut, you know? And, yeah. Uh, that's why I'd like to try some stuff like that with mine. I got to just... Um, that's why I have to get that dust collector in here. I want to surface this whole thing again. It really needs to be surfaced. Um, vet, um, not Vetric. Avid sent me a drag knife, but I really don't want to use it because it's you know my surf my my um, 
table's so screwed up, but when I tried surfacing it with my dust collector here, it was just oh, a God. disaster. So I got to wait for that other one. I get that, and uh, maybe in the next week or so, and um, yeah, you know, do it with that because that's the way to go. But um, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, I think that you know what what Luke Luke uh, has been doing a lot of aluminum and brass milling on his Shape Oko, which is like. You know, yeah. it's like an en- as like entry a... level of him, and he's done no upgrades to it. You know, like he yeah. hasn't done because some guys like buy like stiffeners and uh, oh, Winston yeah. Moy. He's yeah. just like out of the box, and he's done really good work with it. And he's, you know, uh, he's got the kind of engineering brain where, like, when we were first doing the trial runs, he made like six pocket paths to make like a one inch square, and he had different everything's different approach speed, different depth, and. He was it was right over my head. Everything he was saying, I was like, dude, you could be fucking speaking Greek. I have no idea. But he was able to get it down to the point where like you can just hear it in the machine that it's like not dying. You know, like you can hear that the machine is cutting well. But then Mm. like I I was saying to you guys before we started, um, two nights ago when we were doing it, we just the the chips what's so crazy is I'm cutting an inch and three quarter deep pocket. A slot, mm-hmm. excuse me. So, like, yeah. cutting the profile of the guitar, it's inch and three-quarter deep with no coolant and no, like, air blast, like, pushing yeah. the chips out. So, yeah. eventually, we just basically welded a giant chip to the thing, and then the bit, you know, bit broke and everything. But the bits are, like, 15 bucks. I told him. I was like, I'm fully invested in spending, like, yeah. $200 on bits. Just when they're done, they're done. I don't, you know, it is what it is. It's really for the experience of making the... Uh, making the aluminum guitar so thank you to luke shout out to luke and uh and his expertise in the fusion but it it is really complicated (laughs) i just got some bits yesterday i bought them on amazon because i just the other place i was going i'm not gonna throw them under the bus because they're really good um it just the price i I couldn't justify it anymore but i bought some one thirty second. Oh my god! And mills there. Are they from SPE and, Tools? Is that what you're buying? Because that's what I've been I, buying. I, I don't know. I don't know where they're from, but it, I hate them. Like they're on eighth inch, um, you know, freaking uh, shaft. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it's just so small. But um, mm-hmm. I just like get blown away. Like Jimmy milled that whole thing out of aluminum with that. You know. Yeah. And those are so fragile. Like when I have them in my holder and I reach over it and I bang them, they break right off. You mm-hmm. know, they're like just, it's just crazy. I, I broke a couple bits yesterday and, uh, it's just so frustrated. I, I've been trying to do this sign for Doug, uh, Philly Rogue. Oh God. Four, four times this sign twice. So I did. Didn't the, you the, send him one? I sent him two <laughs> and they both came back. Oh, no. The signs, yeah. This sign's costing me money. At this I was going to say, right? you spent enough on shipping to yeah. uh, lose money. That was the first sign I wow. ever made that didn't need to be touched up, nothing, right? It came out perfect, everything. Not not a speck of dust on it, nothing. And when I put the hanger on it, I don't know if I didn't drill the pilot hole deep enough, it cracked. Uh. So I said to him, this is back right before I was leaving to go to New York. So this was you know four months ago. I said, I'm going to send it to you, and, you know, I'll send you a, a replacement. No worries. So I send it. It comes back. It was street, and it was supposed to be road. No, the zip code, the last two numbers were transposed. Uh. He's, like, in the line or whatever. Then I send it back. It was, like, street, and it was supposed to be road. So I got it back a second time. No. And so I made this sign two more times, 
and then yesterday I make it and I close my file and I had to change something and I didn't change the CAD or the CAM or whatever which mm. is which so I had all the G code but I didn't have the picture so now I'm like okay so now I gotta hope everything's where it was where I thought it was because now when I cut it of course it wasn't it was off by a tiny little bit and it broke the bit instantly and uh the part that sucked is I had another sign I was working on and that one was off too and that one got destroyed so uh. um I have no more MDF I didn't buy any because I didn't want to carry any and uh so now I basically just surfaced both of them and I gotta <laughs> I gotta try to cut them again but it's just it's just a pain in the ass but you know that's the way it goes it's you know you take the good with the bad you know? that's right it's just um, that's that's you know. CNC well yeah, it's so funny yeah. the other night so like you know a bunch of people were here and Luke and I because I told him I would I wanted him to be here when we tried the first thing on the guitar and everyone was just sort of hanging out Brandy and Justin were in town filming yeah. Sam and I was like alright you know like let's try it and we'll hang out in the other room you know we can listen for it and we're just bullshitting anyway so we go to try it and then like the Z height's wrong, and then we lose the Z, the Z limit switch. Then I probe again, and then next yeah. thing you know, me and him are spending an hour just troubleshooting back and forth, like what's wrong. And then we don't realize that the zero is supposed to be the table, but we're zeroing off the material, and you know all these different things. And then everybody there is kind of like looking because none of the people there are CNC have any experience with CNC machines, so they're all looking at us like, is it even worth it? You know, yeah. like, and I'm like, no, 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 like, we just, we just have to, once we get it going, then it'll be easy, yeah. but it's like, well, yeah, that, it's not easy, no part thing. of it's, it's easy. It's you like know? when you golf and you're, like, driving the ball into the woods, and then, like, on the 18th green, you, you know, get it in and, you know, like, you know, power it, and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna come back again, you know, and that's how it is with CNC, it sucks when it sucks, but when it's good, it's good, and, you know, it, it's just, and, like, a lot of it's just self-induced, you know, like, you know, I'm telling a buddy of mine about it, and it's like, you know, I made the mistake of not saving the file after I changed it yeah. because I moved it to try to fit two on one piece instead of doing one at a time. I'm like, I got to do two, so I saved time, and it ended up blowing up in my face. But yeah. I should have taken the time. I should have saved the file after I changed it, and I didn't. So, you know, I'll remember next time not to be a dumbass, you know? That's why I stick with plasma. Nothing ever yeah. goes wrong. <laughs> It's so easy. It's just one line. Yeah. There's no heights. Yeah. There's no depth of power. Yeah, it, it's, you know, that's what it is. It's just stupid, you know, mistakes. And it's funny because, like, a lot of times when Jimmy CNC's, he's so particular about everything, and it drives me crazy. I'm like, oh, he is such a worry wart. But you know what? I mean, he does great be. stuff, but, you know, that's why he's like that. Because yeah. you have to be, like, hyper focused on what you're doing and you know what you're cutting and you know every time I try to cut multiple things if I don't save them all together like what I do is I'll have three different files and I copy them and drag them together and I have them separated on their own board mm -hmm. so when I put them on mine it you know they should be separated but what happens is you know I screwed one thing up and it's off a little bit so when I put them go to cut them yeah, off a little bit or something like that because I, you know, relied on something I shouldn't have and it screws that, you know, if it's off by you know, a sixteenth of an inch it, the whole thing's ruined, you know, by the time mm. it goes four feet across, it, it it's ruined, you know, so I don't know, the lesson learned won't happen again
That's been what's nerve-wracking about the guitar thing is that, like, so I broke, we broke a bit, and then Luke actually was able to, like, take the path and just kind of go to the next step. Mm. Um, and then when I was doing the profile around the outside, we broke another bit, but I, you know, I, it's an inch and three-quarter thick aluminum, so I was left with about an inch of aluminum. We cut about three-quarters of an inch deep when the bit broke, and I was like... He's like, well, you could leave it and you could bandsaw it out. And then, and I was like, dude, it's an inch thick across, you know. Yeah. I was like, that would yeah. just suck. So then yeah. I, I just, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, maybe there's a way to do it. And I just said, you know what, let me just put a new bit in and just let it run. And if the whole thing winds up being like a little bit smaller or whatever, yeah. like it is what it is. And, and luckily that machine, cause it's on ball screws, it's zeroed back to the exact same spot and it, it was yeah. fine. But even still we wanted to be conservative with it so there's still three-eighths of an inch of aluminum on the bottom of that which i would have to cut with a bandsaw and I'm, now i'm thinking about just taking my bit and lowering it and just running <laughs> the path again and just seeing if it oh, if it gets yeah. it done because i mean think yeah. about like i mean i'm going to use a woodworking bandsaw but even still it's going to take a long time to yeah cut you're going to dumb up yeah, some blades yeah, yeah and i'm fine with that i like i said i'm i've already kind of you know resolved myself to just you know the cost of the project you know like it's yeah. just the blades like just throw it in with the rest yeah. of the shit i don't know the whole thing's gonna cost me you gonna like a polish bucks. it or i think know? i'm gonna do a mirror polish for everything oh, that'd i'm be gonna cool. mirror polish the I body and the neck this kid he freaking mirror polishes the bottom of pontoon boats oh god I'm like, oh i've seen that yeah not yeah. I'm like they're not even like fancy pontoon boats, but yeah. it takes them like a day or two to do it. So people probably pay him, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. I, I don't know what it costs to polish yeah. the pontoons, but I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe. I mean, they do look pretty cool. And it might help with corrosion because it's yeah, it's yeah, more that's what I'm wondering. Less but surface he, area, but yeah. he doesn't do the whole thing. Like, uh, what he does he do? like he. I mean, he does most of it. I, I but like this one, I I shouldn't say he doesn't do the whole thing. When I watched, it was three pontoons, mm -hmm. and um, he just did like the outside of one of it and the back of it. So I don't know maybe oh. he does do the insides and stuff, but it just he goes you know through the whole process and stuff. But uh, I was like, wow, that is like of course like he's all black and oh, space God, the, yeah. the shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, tough way to make a buck. You know, yeah. it's like there's a guy yeah. like that on Long Island who uh, we had spoken a few times because he was gonna take a welding class with me. And he does, mm -hmm. like, big rig polishing. So he'll polish, like, the shit. fuel tanks and the wheels. Yeah. And he, he must make a good living because, I mean, yeah. he's constantly busy. And he uses these, like, big Makita grinders with these big wheels. And when he's done, at the end of the day, he's completely yeah. black. Every, yeah, it's and, so and, weird. Like, he'll like pull grease. down his shirt. That, that's and not, his shirt, that can't be good for your yeah. skin. No. And he, but he wears, a, he wears a respirator and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, it, but it's the like, chemical you know, goes into your skin. 100%. Yeah. Like, 100%, my uncle, yeah. who's a firefighter, said, like, like something they, like, firefighters used to do is, like, you'd leave your gear dirty because it was kind of like a badge of honor. Mm, like, you wouldn't, yeah. like, clean up all your gear, like, because, yes. I don't know. But, like, the new, I guess, like, maybe the new guy had all the new gear that wasn't dirty. Yeah, like, you don't want to be the guy yeah. on the job with clean with the, work boots. Exactly. That's you don't want to be the guy on the job, job. Yeah. with the, yeah, the, uh, the brand-new spud wrench that's not a little yeah. bit bent and yeah. scrapped up. But yeah. they said that they require them to now because they learn that the carcinogens stay yeah. in the like on the yeah, clothes the and when you sweat sure. it goes in through your skin yeah yeah but yeah. you can't win yeah. you can't no, win you can't win no, it's impossible 
You can't win. It's I dude. Yeah. That I gotta tell you though, Paul. You gotta get one of those VersaFlow hoods. I to know. Use with your waist belt, like yeah. they're only like two hundred and fifty bucks. Because even when we were doing the setup. lion sculpture thing, I mean, you could buy the whole kit. It's just like another seventeen hundred dollars that you gotta yeah, spend. You already have yeah. the the yeah. filter pack. You know, it's I'll like s- I'll make some type of adapter, like you did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so like when we were doing the lions, I had to grind all the spot welds you know basically that matt did and i did it outside but yeah. even still while i was outside no, yeah. i was like you know what i'm gonna be out here all day 10 hours it keeps of you cool grinding. your face it's exactly like cool so i, I put the thing on and i you know had my it has the earmuffs built in and i just you know oh that's nice uh i you know i had my headphones on underneath it and i was listening to music and you're in your own little world but at the end of the day you you don't you can tell that you haven't been breathing in fucking grinding dust all day. Yeah. You know, like, and it, and it's, and wearing a respirator, especially if you have any facial hair, I mean, Derek, you can't wear one yeah. at all, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I think that uh, it's just about kind of getting yourself prepared to wear one mm-hmm. and just knowing that it's, like, on the, on a hook and you just put it on and, and then, I don't know. Like, I, when I grind inside now, like, I never want to not have that thing on. Yeah, you know, exactly. like I never want to wear a full face respira- respirator again because, like, why would I want that like sweaty like nose pressure when you can wear yeah. the, the thing and you're you can like feel normal? I don't know. It, it's definitely worth it. I feel mm. like everybody uh, needs one of those. The one that Jackman has is cool too. The I, I was just the peak say safety that. Yeah, one. He, yeah, he uses it all the time. You know, he, yeah, on the show and uh, you know, it's it's it was pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I tried to get one of those from them, but it was during COVID and they were like, yeah, yeah. like can't do it yeah. they're expensive the one that he yeah. has is like 500 bucks but yeah um yeah. i think his is even paul uh do you know the one i'm talking about it's no i'm trying to it, look it's it a up. powered respirator but instead of having the battery pack it's on the head of the respirator um yeah. it's um oh huh yeah Wait, uh, I'm, trying to see. I'm trying to find it's like 500 thing. bucks i think it's it's, it it's really cool the power cap yeah power cap active yeah. Oh, really? respirator 495 yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I I think it's, I mean, honestly, you could buy that, and then you don't have to jerry-rig anything, you know? That's true. Yeah, 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 I was thinking of getting one of those, because I'm real bad without ever using anything. I just sometimes say to myself, you know, I'm 52, it's going to (laughs) take 10 years to get to me, Uh, and they'll treat me for five. You know what you do? Just take your beard and push it up over your face, you know, and then, like, that's enough. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing like when I was 20. Like if I lived to 40, I'd be happy, you know. I'm like if I lived to 70, I'd be happy, you know. But I'm sure when I'm like 68, I feel differently about it. Mm-hmm. I know. But um, what was I gonna say, dude? What is up? And everybody, I can't even share about it anymore because everybody's like, oh, you need a air dryer. It's the condensation from the humidity. Mm-hmm. There is way too much water in my compressor. Okay. Uh, what is up with that? It's the condensation in the humidity. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, no, I understand yeah. that. No, I, I get it. But do you have an air dryer in yours? No, I need a, one. A, a powered okay. air dryer? No, just a, just any. I have like a shitty one, but it barely works. Well, like you get the filter, like the canister filter, yeah. right? And yeah. then there's an air dryer. An air dryer is like a, it's a it's basically yeah. a refrigerator. Yeah, it's a pe- yes, yeah, it's the pizza pop. Yes, yeah, the, the pizza, pizza pop. We them. have air dryers, right, yeah. for our tools. Yes, and to and to do the things, but yes. um, to flip the pizza. Yeah, better, no. But, so pizza. I have one on the line that goes to the um, laser. Yes. The thing is like filled with water, half yes. filled with water, yes. right? 
the other one, I don't think my compressor's on. If I spray it, like, there's one thing to get moisture out of the line. You get water. water. You got yes, a water gun. I, dude, I'm like, am I hooked up to my water line because it's copper pipe? <laughs> dude, it's it's ridiculous. Oh my god. Like 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 does the coiled hose make it set set like there was water yeah. way too much water. Do you drain your tank? I never drain my tank. No, I never I drain, drain my mine. tank. But I drained it never. maybe two months ago. Three well, I have You're supposed used to drain it, it like once a week. I never No, yeah. I know, but I haven't I haven't used it in a while. But yeah. I, I mean I drain it and I get like a little bit of water like uh, sometimes I'll get it like pouring out or whatever, but I'm like, it's a real, real old compressor, so I don't know if it's that style, like makes mm. more water or something. Like, like, like I get the whole thing with the humidity, but there's way too much water coming out of this thing. So funny. I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see what you saw? What House of Chop made with like the cup, yes. the, the yeah. Cup of pipe? Yeah. Apparently yeah. that works pretty well. I have yeah, I one of those. Dude, his stuff's too neat. Yeah, he's like Mike from Veteran yeah. Woodco, dude. When yeah. Mike came to my shop, he was like, he literally was walking through it like with his hands oh. up. He was like, dude, uh -huh. there's like, sh like moldy coffee cups and like just dude, garbage Mike's, everywhere. Mike's, Mike's friggin' shop, it's like it's cleaner than most people's kitchens. It's cleaner than know? my house, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh, um, oh, definitely. But uh, so. I have one of those air dryers that's like an actual unit that you plug in and it's got a filter yeah. and it's got oh, like R34 coolant in it. I need yeah, that. But it, it's, first of all, they're super expensive. They need maintenance. Yeah. The filters yeah. have to get changed and they, they're, they're drying the air, but they have to run constantly. So like if you're in a shop like mine where like my compressor only gets used when I run the plasma table and when I like blow something off. Like I don't want that thing just on all the time. Oh, I didn't realize that. And then that. there's you still can generate condensate in the lines while you're not using it. So it's kind of like a thing that you either have to be using all the time or not. And they don't use a lot of power. It's literally like running a refrigerator. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like then the question is like, is it is it right next to the compressor and then the lines run off from that, or is it close to the tools? Because your yeah, plasma I don't know. unit. Like, your plasma unit should get the driest air that it could get. Exactly. That's, like, the big thing. So, like, you should at least have, like, a couple of those, like, filters, you know, by your plasma unit. But I don't know, dude. The, That's the, a, I was going to buy, like, one of those Haber Freight ones. But yeah. is it worth it? Like, yeah, no, they not. definitely I mean, help. I have the small glass ones. But get the biggest the glass one, one with that the you canister. Can get. Yeah, you can get, the, it, like, the biggest you glass you one you can get in. is good. But, yeah. like, I couldn't find the beads there. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. buy it, you know. I bet I that mean, thing House of Chop made is works better than like any of those little cheap filters you can get. Oh yeah, because I just don't, so I just don't big. have the room. Yeah. 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 Like that's what I'm wondering though. It's like, cause like I have another line. So the, the line comes into the house. It, um, one goes to the, I don't even know, but anyways, the, so this line that's beside me right here, this, this one is the end of the line. And like really nothing really comes out of that. This one I think is the second one, and so that's why I don't understand why I get so much water out of mm. this. I get nothing out of this. Like it, like I said, when we're done recording, I'll spray it and show you. <laughs> like water comes out of it, like 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 not a mist. Maybe water. you have like a low spot yeah, in the that's line crazy. somewhere. That's what I'm wondering. And the water is collecting because it's it's a copper pipe, and then it hits like a, a coil tube. And that's what I'm wondering. Like, maybe it runs down and it fills into this tube or something. Yeah. Like, this that's is where it condenses. Because like yeah. it's literally water coming out of it's it. It's so funny. 
it's like i can't even use it anymore yeah and it's so bad for your tools it's so bad for like i mean you don't use a lot of like air tools derek but like no if you use like air powered like grinders and shit like it's so bad for it i know i just got that um uh paul paul kind of saw it when he was here but i just got that um drawbar thing for my milling machine yeah i like like that butterfly wrench but even that like it's on the other side of my shop from where my compressor is and I'm, it needs a lot of air. And I'm noticing because I have, like, you know, like every fitting restricts your airflow. So I have, like, yeah. four fittings between my compressor and that. And it almost, like, doesn't have a lot of, like, like give to it. You know, like, it doesn't have a lot of juice. And I noticed on my other drawbar, it feels kind of weak. Mm. So now I, like, but now I got to go through the process of, like, running a dedicated, like, hard air line across my shop. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. I don't yeah. have time. That's, That's crazy, bro. I don't know. Anyway, what have you guys been watching? Dude, oh boy. I've been watching the craziest thing, so I haven't been able to do much. So this is, uh, it's JCS Criminal Psychology. Oh boy. Right? It is crazy. So they, very well-known cases, like um, they had like the Parkland shooter, mm. Casey Anthony. The guy basically just takes the, um, the interrogation room mm-hmm. video and he just goes through it and just tells you like, you know, like he'll pause oh, it and be like, that. oh, yeah. you know, this person doing this is because yeah. of this. Dude, I can't, I, I watched them all. I, I, I just mm-hmm. watched them all. And then it, it recommended this other one, like a CBS thing up in Canada about this guy that uh, he was a serial um, killer and um, like sexual assault, but he was like mm-hmm. the commander to their like Royal Air Force. And the way they caught this guy was so crazy and they show the interrogation and it was just amazing to watch. It was like, but um, yeah, it's just, it's almost like it, the video is just the interrogation. So there's really not much to watch, but um, yeah. so I've been listening to a couple of them, like a podcast type thing, mm-hmm. but one of them, it's amazing. This guy, he um, shoots somebody for, in self-defense and you know, like they always say, you don't talk to the cops. And this guy basically, because of talking to the police, they're spending 30 years in prison and it wasn't really justifiable but at the end of the day it's like it could have been almost justifiable so i mean it's good he got caught but mm-hmm. the guy was just so ramped up thinking he was going to get beat up he shoots this guy and then like they go through the footage they break everything down and it basically the guy he shot was basically turning to run when he uh, shot him and you know oh it just it, it, it's just really crazy to watch but it's just I just find it interesting, but that's what I've been watching. So. Interesting. Yeah, if you're into morbid shit, there you go. Well, I've been listening to uh, interviews great with... Maker, great maker uh, recommendations. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I've yeah. been, like, totally di- <laughs> dived into these, like, uh, uh, World War II uh, Normandy veteran interviews. Oh, God. That yeah. are, like, just crazy. Like, listening to, like, the guy who was driving. You know, like, in the first scene of Saving Private Ryan, the boats, Dude, the carrier I boats. I can't believe I'm looking for a video that I just watched. I wonder if it's the same one. Go ahead. I just watched. It was a video of an inter- interview with a guy who was he was driving one of those boats with, like, the troop carriers. And he was yep. talking about how, like, the first boat, when they opened the gate, everybody just got slaughtered. Oh, and yes. it was so bad that they couldn't close the gate back up to go yeah. back and get more troops because there were bodies blocking the gate and he's like and you know this is a and at that time i mean like it was was normandy it was uh d-day okay yeah Um, my grandfather stormed the coast of normandy yeah kid you know he was 18 but you know what was crazy was he talks about how when when the japanese bombed pearl harbor he said that as soon as it happened he said his dad his father 
sat him and his brothers down and said, you're all signing up because his, they, were, they were Italian. He said, because this country is the greatest country in the world and it can't fail. Like, this is the only place in the world that you could go to and make a life for yourself. And, and his father was fought in World War One, and he was like, when you're 18, you're going to go and you're going to sign up. And all of them, like, he said that the, the, the rallying cry to sign up to join the war in Europe and beat the Nazis was so intense that at a certain point, the U.S. stopped accepting people because so many people were volunteering. They were giving cities quotas. So they, would go, they, would st- they stopped yeah. all the enlisting, and they would go to New York City. They said, okay, we'll take 1,000 people. And they said there would be lines outside the recruiting office be- wow. to be one of those 1,000 people. People wanted to go so badly. People were, And this guy said he, he tried twice to enlist when he was 17, and they caught him both times. And he yeah. had to go back and wait. And they just said, just wait. Just wait until you're 18. We'll let you go when you're 18. So it's just it's crazy. The, it, the, it's, the recounts it, of World War II are you got everyone it's, should it's funny watch them. it's funny you said that because last week i was sitting down i don't know if it was on youtube but it was the battle of sugarloaf it was okay called. and these guys they went there and i think there was six thousand guys mm-hmm. in the battalion and over the course of a month and a half they tried 11 times to get up to this hill and they couldn't get it they left with 60 guys yeah. oh my right? god and the problem was the uh, kamikaze pilots were uh, bombing the plane, so they had ships in the port that were giving them support. Yeah. And if they left, all the guys would have got killed. So they stayed, and they yeah. made a, a decision to stay and say, "You know, we're going to have guys dead here. We're going to have guys dead here." It was the most horrific thing to watch. And these old timers recounting it, mm-hmm. I was crying. I called yeah. my son and I says, "If you ever watch this shit in school, like or they they show you the stuff." I was like, you need to see this. Like, you yeah, need to see yeah. what these people went through. It was the most amazing thing. And to see these guys recount it, like, in their 80s, it was just, like, it was unbelievable. It was yeah. the Battle of Sugarloaf. Mm-hmm. I just remember because it was, um, there's a ski mountain, Sugarloaf, up here. Yeah, Sugarloaf. But, um, and it, it just, it, it was, it talk about, like, a different time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, it just really really sad but yeah. yeah one of the guys um there's an uh, interview with this guy named tom rice he's a paratrooper my grandpa was a paratrooper in world war ii as well yeah. and you know it, you know so, some of these guys are it's a little harder to kind of hear their story because they're they're just so old and they yeah they, just the way they speak it's hard to understand them but some of them mm. you know this guy's like 90 mm. uh um 97 when when he was 97, he reparachuted back down into Normandy. Oh my wow. God! Or 95. Now he's 97, but he speaks so well. It's an hour long. He talks about jumping at Normandy. He remembers the the dates, the weather, and the time. He'll say, "Okay, mm-hmm. June 11th, 1943. It was about 12 o'clock. We flew over. We missed our first drop zone because of tracer rounds. We jumped on the second. And he remembers everything to such incredible detail. It's yeah. like amazing, and it just you know what's crazy too is that these guys didn't live these like long storied war histories after World yeah. War Two. They were yeah, all no. overseas for like not to belittle it, but they were only overseas for a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Then they that was it. They came home yeah. and they and then they all became like regular people. They were yeah. teachers or lawyers yeah. or whatever. I was gonna say a lot of them are just so successful because that's when you know like they would step up and you know do like those gi bills mm-hmm. and help them buy houses and yeah. do, like such like pillars of the community yeah that's what i remember my grandfather he 
he stormed the coast of Normandy and he got a field promotion because like his lieutenant or whoever, colonel, I don't know the ranks, I wasn't in the military, got killed. And, um, you know, he never spoke of the war mm-hmm. and it wasn't, you know, you just didn't do that. But I remember as a little kid, he would go to the air base um, in Bedford to, you know, buy stuff because he used to shop there. And they would get up, you know, they'd take everybody's ID, check it. My grandfather would go in and they'd come out and they would salute him. And I used to think it was like the coolest shit. Like, you mm-hmm. know, he was like king shit, you know, because even retired, they still saluted him, you know. Oh, yeah. But um, it just, yeah, it's just, that's definitely a, a different time. But Yeah, just, crazy. Uh, totally yeah. crazy. Anyway, yeah. I've been watching a lot of those. Uh, there's yeah. so much of it on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, and there's, there's, just like really great you know well-produced interviews and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like it's not like a movie you know it's not cinematic yeah. at all there's no pictures yeah. nothing but you're just yeah. so you don't have to watch them you just listen to them yeah um and uh i'll put a couple links in the thing so yeah Paul, what have you been listening to? i don't have anything as good as that yeah. <laughs> um i mean that do you have anything where people live yeah um yeah. i was watching <laughs> Tom Dillon. Before did you see Mr. Beast's new video he just put out? No. I, it just came up on my thing yesterday. It was out for five hours, and it had over seven million, million views. Oh, God. Right? oh, my God. If you can carry a million dollars, you can have it. And it's actually a great video. I don't really watch his videos. That's crazy. What if- but he, I just looked at it before we started. It had like 12.2 million views or something like that. But he just gives away money in such funny ways. And he was at a restaurant, and the waitress, they said, you know, as much as you can balance on your, your, your little tray, <laughs> you can have. So everybody in the kitchen's watching. So he had a room with all crumpled dollar bills. He brings everybody from the kitchen there, right? And they stuff in the bags. And so the manager calls one of the employees and says, you know, where are you guys? And so he gets on the phone. He says, if I send them back with a bag of money for you, would it be okay if they, you know, took this break? <laughs> he goes, yeah. So he takes a bag, stuffs it. You know, it's a big sack and brings yeah. it back. To, gives it to the guy. But just the views are ridiculous that guy gets. Just just crazy, crazy. Yep. So. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's spend money to make money, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, so. he can basically tell us, he can tell a sponsor, like, hey, listen, give me a million bucks and – I'll yeah. get, I'll make it, I'll make the video worth your while. Yeah. You know, so like this million dollars got 12 million views. That's like TV companies spend that kind and of money on like, oh, shit He never gave away the million. I mean, a lot of people got 20,000, 30, Yeah, but I'm sure he gave he away a couple gave... hundred thousand by oh, the time yeah. he was done. Yeah. yeah. So. And his production is like can... one guy with a camera, like a shaky, yeah. like no yeah. lights. Yeah. Like, it's he, like he bullshit. Had two, he had two guys and oh, they were carrying around. 25 grand in oh a backpack. God. It was like 10 hours. You better be careful like he doesn't get day. robbed. He, he, I'm sure he's yeah. got Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's got to have security. To, yeah. But like, oh, yeah. apparently he's like, obviously he's super smart, but he's like a genius and every single thing he does is like super did calculated. Did you see the interview? Did you see the interview no. with, um, what's his name? Casey Neistat? It was a couple no. of years ago. Oh, maybe ago. I did. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was real good. Real good. But yeah, you're, you're right. He is, he is super smart. Everything he um, let's see. What are, oh, I've been watching this podcast called The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler. He's like a, he's a comedian, but he did this series with Joey Diaz, who's one of my favorites, and they basically chronicled his like entire life. And they're still going. They've done like twelve episodes, like hour, two hour long episodes, and they're still going. And like almost like it's funny when you said Chris, like how the 
the the um guy who stormed the beaches in Normandy remembered like every date and like the time and the way things happened. This is exactly how like <laughs> Joey is, obviously with completely different stuff, with more like criminal activities, <laughs> but. Mm. He's like, he'll be like, 1982, the summer of 1982 is about June, and then he'll tell you, like, what he did, like, he, he just had a wild life, <laughs> but, like, a lot of, like, he had, there was a lot of, like, tragedy in his life, like, his father died yeah. when he was, like, a little kid, and then his mother died when he was 16, he was out on his own, and he got into some, a lot of bad situations, but he's so yeah. funny, and he, like, I've never even, like heard of anybody What's with the like name? stories like him it's the honeydew podcast okay. with ryan sickler but if you just type in jo- like joey diaz okay um like ryan sickler it'll pop up and ryan's like a great interview he's a really funny guy he's got like a funny laugh but um i just didn't i watched like the whole series and i think they just came out with one like last week mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and they started from when he was like born and now they're like i think they, they i think he just might have moved to los angeles in the last one and, and when he became a comic like and then he, he was in seattle and then he moved to la um but it's interesting to listen to he's he's, he's hysterical yeah. i'll have to listen to it i'll put it in the notes yeah <sighs> anyway thanks everybody for listening check us out on patreon patreon.com slash handmade podcast check out Derek from alden patreon.com slash Derek from alden uh-huh. check out paul pinto's new truck coming to an instagram near you yep and uh, don't forget to subscribe to everybody's YouTube channel. And one more time, check out the link in the description. Support our friend Steve Pellegrino and his partner, who uh, could use a hand. And uh, yeah, put your money in. Put your money into something good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.